which is Lugalier. You should start. I want to forgive you, and I want to forget you. Welcome to D-Girls, a fully developed pop culture podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Julia. I'm Delaney. And I'm Tina, and we're back to go back. I really should actually think about fucking intros. We're back to go back. Go back in time to MTV. Um, <laughs> 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 we're doing a fun MTV rewind this week, which is going to give us all the feels, all the nostalgia. But before that, I think we should be getting our cameras up because we have some. Some reality TV news, but kind of more pop culture news to talk about this week, which is a little uncommon for us. Yeah, the men be wilding out in these streets. That's aye, all I gotta aye, say. Aye, There's aye, been a aye. lot of weird controversies popping up. But first, let's cover the bravo of it all. Congratulations to Vanderpump Rules for all of the Emmy nominations they've Golf received. Clap. Golf clap. Golf clap, snaps, <laughs> flowers. Um, of course... It is well-deserved for what a phenomenal season, the editing, the casting, the just general handling of such a massive scandal definitely deserves some awards. Yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful for it because I don't know that we ever thought this day would come, but I think it's impossible to act like it could have happened if the public reaction had not been so large. I just don't think. I don't think. And I think... They got lucky with the crazy timeline, going back and watching forensically, blah, blah, blah. Like, all that was just, they got lucky in a lot of ways that Tom Sandoval's an absolute psychopath. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I'm so excited. I'm so, what a, what a time to be alive. Absolutely. Really, finally, people have to take us seriously, okay? And, like, season three of Roni should have won an Emmy, but... And thank you for saying that. And thank you for saying that because it's so true. Scary Island that could have swept. Absolutely, that should have swept. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they weren't taking us seriously then, they can take us seriously now. Yeah, exactly. Like I love me a competition show, but I am so sick of them being the only ones in those categories Uh for unscripted. It's either that or like these like high end docu series or food shows. You know, what's like Mm -hmm. what's usually an unstructured unstructured reality? That's the category they're nominated in, which is so not competition or format. Let's see. Let's look up. I feel like sometimes. No, I was going to say Untucked Drag Race sometimes gets noms. Okay, so currently the it is nominated alongside of Selling Sunset, wow. Untu- Untucked. Wow, this season of Selling Sunset was nominated for an Emmy. Who can I shout at? Because that's... <laughs> okay, oh, in its I think it was its best season yet. Oh, the one... <gasps> best season yet, Julia. Julia... Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. No, okay. don't agree. But finally, things were happening. <laughs> Nothing I happened. Yeah, I don't... Was, Christine was the like biggest. Vi- I mean, I don't know. I just think without her, it was like, who are these people even talking about? Really? I mean, I love Christine, and I want Christine back, but I disagree. Mm. Okay. Well, so the the Emmy Academy, whatever the hell they're called, agrees with you. The Emmy Schmemmies. Okay. Yes, the uh, formerly known Emmy Schmemmies. <laughs> um, so Selling Sunset, Untucked, correct, Delaney? 
Vanderpump, Indian Matchmaking, and Welcome to Wrexham are currently not oh, in that category. Oh, Welcome to Wrexham was actually so fun, and I don't like sports, and it was I didn't fun. watch, but I just felt like I would like it. You would. <laughs> so I yeah. was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they were like, oh, Ted Lasso did good? Let's do that, but for yeah. unscripted. So another classic example With of... celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Fun uh, fact. Well, that's interesting. I read that that's called the Bundy Bundle. Oh. When you have a... No way. An well, unscripted... Yeah, unscripted counterpart to, like, a scripted phenomenon. I love that. Why Bundy, oh. do you know? Sorry, not to put you on the Because they spot. did it. They probably did it with all the Bundy shit. They did the scripted Bundy, the Bundy movie. Stuff. They did the uh, yeah. Bundy tapes. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. I will credit. I read that in Vulture. So to give full credit, someone said it in Vulture. Interesting. And where they got it from, couldn't tell you. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Go after them. Yeah. We love that. We've been saying it for years that these shows need to be taken seriously. And I'm glad to see even some of the lighter ones are. Well, and I'll be yes. excited to see if it uh, if it's a, a one-off thing or if, like, will Bravo start really submitting and pe- will people really start considering? I mean, listen, Top Chef is nominated year after year after year. So Bravo does, is, do be getting Emmy noms, but the, it's in their formatted stuff, not their unscripted stuff. So I'm curious. I'm, Excited. Yeah. I did just read Below Deck was nominated. <gasps> Hell yeah. Two years ago, and Below Deck Med was nominated a year ago. Which okay, I'm so like, there, so we're, so Absolutely. we've been, we're, we're, we're it's behind. just not, it's not really been the Housewives universe, which I would consider yeah. Vanderpump a part of, because it is a, a offshoot of. I agree. So it makes sense, their other stuff has been in that. Yeah. Yep. In Top Chef news... Padma Lakshmi, who has been the host of Top Chef for the last, like, decade plus, is leaving the show to pursue... I know she has her Hulu... What's it called? Mm. Taste the Nation. Super mm. successful docuseries. Um, so it will be it'll be interesting to see what the vibe is now that she's not on that. Because she has always been, like, one of my favorite parts of Top Chef. I love yeah. her. Yeah. She's pretty interesting. It's, it's Kristen Kish. That's right. Yeah. That's, uh, Who's a pre- yeah, she won like season 10 or something. And she's great. She was on Fast mm-hmm. Foodies on Hulu. I really love her as a chef. So, but she's just like young and different, right? Her vibe mm-hmm. is totally different than Padma, who always brought mm-hmm. this like kind of like sultriness yeah. to Top Chef in such like a fascinating and like an understated way. I also mm-hmm. think it was noted to me the other day by someone, I don't remember who, how. It was probably one of you. Um, that uh, how how compelling Padma as a female host of a food show would speak about food in ways that were never negative, belittling, like, oh, I'm stuffed. Oh, I couldn't possibly eat that. Oh, I'm going to be bad and try the whatever. Or, like, there was never a villainization of any kind of food. Food was never good or bad. Food was, was all great all the time. And I think that's a really important um, role to have. And, and vision to have had of a, of a woman yeah. eating. Just eating a lot all the time. I will say I love that about her on the show, but that was one of the main reasons she quoted leaving the show. She was like, I just can't mm. eat like that anymore. And so Aww. that is, yeah. So, and, but also like, you know, just as a food show, like it is a lot of eating. It's like regard, lot. you know, like not even of, uh, oh, it's all these like high gluttonous food. It's just like a lot of dishes that you got to try. So mm-hmm. factually on point, but also like, you know, Padma, know. thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your years on Top Chef. Yeah, um, we're going to miss be missed. you. You will be missed. I honestly don't watch, but I think 
I'm sure she'll be missed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me and my sister are avid watchers, and she will be missed. Yeah. So we also just keep hearing about a couple... uh, a couple men in the news who are disappointing and sad guys. They're sad guys. Um, sad little guys. Sad little guys. Um, Jonah Hill, his ex-girlfriend Sarah Brady. <laughs> um, she's a professional surfer. Okay? And all of these texts came out. She posted that he had sent her being like, take down all your bikini pictures. No posting sexy photos. Take down this. Take down that. And like this litany of demands and revealing him to be kind of a controlling and toxic person Mm -hmm. but she's you know posting these and saying i'm healing and ladies reach out and i hope you never put up with this and blah blah and she seems awesome i'll say that she seems pretty cool like she i know from people who grew up surfing in southern california like she's legit she's like a locals only surfer and i do believe jonah hill um co-opted surfing from her which makes me mad (laughs) yes i i think also the big conversation or other than of course this kind of coming off as a very controlling partner is the conversation around therapy talk and how Mm -hmm. it can sort of be weaponized against you because he he specifically used and the the word i take a great deal of issue with in this is that he claimed these were his boundaries when in fact they were means of controlling the way she lived her life um, yeah. And so incorrectly using the word boundaries, boundaries don't have to do with someone else. They have to do with what yeah. you will not do or allow or enable to happen for yourself. Um, I, I want to read the text, <laughs> if y'all don't mind. Please. Because um, right off the bat, I got a problem. He starts with plain and simple. I'm already <laughs> mad. I'm already <laughs> mad at plain and simple. I it's so rude. It's Plain so and rude. And then it's long. And then it's a long list. So he says, if you need, and the list begins, <laughs> one, surfing with men. Two, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men. Three, to model. Her job. Four, her job. Yeah. To post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit. Five, also, her job. Her to uniform. To post sexual pictures, which, what does that mean? Is this OnlyFans? Six, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. Could be me. Yeah, I was just thinking. I said, "Hmm, I feel personally attacked. Literally controlling friendships, her friendships. Yeah. And also someone on TikTok, you know, where all the good, all the good info comes from, pointed out if the thing he once loved about you and was most drawn to about you, so there was like pictures of him like harding the pictures of her butt on the surfboard or whatever, or becomes the thing they want to control. Like mm. that's a big old red flag. You need to be paying attention to if it's something they loved when they first met you. And now, so then he ends the, this list by saying, <laughs> if you need to do any of these things, I'm not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it. And there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the way, on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. Ugh, uh, not boundaries. I... These are preferences. Boundaries are actions that are taken against you. I don't want you to hold my hand in public. I don't like when people 
play with my hair. That's a boundary of mine. I hate when people touch my hair. Um, Mm -hmm. Boundaries are not, you cannot do this with other people. That's a preference. I'd prefer you to not take photos uh, with men in a bikini or whatever the hell, right? That is a preference. And truly, if he had said, without the word boundaries, if he had said, if you need these things, I am not in a place where I can be with you. Then fine. I mean, a little like bleh, but also like if you need to say that, if you truly can't handle this, then yes, step aside, like exit the relationship. But to say that these are my boundaries for you using that. And I'm like, I watch Stutz. Like, I love that guy. But also we didn't see a lot of Jonah's work in that. But I love Stutz. I didn't watch because I already, I said something is fishy here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something is fishy. And now I know what it was. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. In Stutz, I think it's so interesting. In the first interview, right? Even in the trailer, I think it has this moment where Jonah's like, yeah, why do you think I'm doing this? And he was like, Stutz, the psychiatrist, was like, yeah, I'm not sure if it's, like, just to show, you know, you've learned things from me and you'd like to pass that wisdom on to others, or maybe this is a form of power and you're trying to control me. And I was like, oh, red flags, red flags, because that is clearly a pattern for Jonah where he needs to force control in things in his life and especially over people so i think that's just like a fascinating window into this conversation around his ex-girlfriend right where clearly he loved these things about her and now that it's out of his control and like other people are also loving these things about his girlfriend that's where he feels insecure and needs to lash out i even think it's like he yeah it was a track well, who knows who knows but it was it's almost more like I don't even know if it's other people noticing them or having access to her it's more just like how how like far can I take this woman down I don't mm. mean that he was like I'm gonna ruin her life I just mean it's like he's like I see this powerful she's a professional surfer she's a professional athlete and like her her job is if she posts a picture at work she's in a bathing suit and it's almost kind of like okay i see this literally physically strong woman and i want to see like how much i can control that person if i could get a professional surfer to stop publicly posting photos in a bathing suit that probably makes mm. him feel great about himself exactly it makes you feel powerful Yes, exactly. It's not just, you know, it's like men, these kinds of men don't seek out subservient women. They seek out powerful women that they can then dismantle themselves, right? Like that is kind of the game for them is like, can I take this woman and put her under my wing, even though she's been independent and strong and a go-getter and that's what initially drew me to her. But now the game is, can I come out on top? Yeah, Yeah, and I think that people were criticizing her choice to publicize these messages and i'm just like okay (laughs) yeah so what i don't yeah (laughs) oh i'm certainly not they're not my friends i just think it's interesting because people are like this isn't abusive and i'm just like number one i don't think that's up to you to define and number two like again this is bad this is like saying to a surgeon like don't ever post in your scrubs it's like what it's so unreasonable so unreasonable because like what is she gonna do like literally what is she going to do with her time and how is she gonna earn money if she literally can't surf with men 
It's like, that is like, I don't, that's the number one bullet point. It's like, hello? What do you mean? Also, you can't control who surfs around you. No, it's the you ocean. Can't. No, you can't. Right. <laughs> I, this stuff always, um, hearing the cultural commentary around it always upsets me, I think, because mm-hmm. as someone who's experienced, been on the receiving end of many texts like this and taken the time to understand and learn how abusive it can really be, how emotionally fucked up it is. Um, when I get people, like I've heard dude podcasts being like, I don't get what the issue is. He doesn't want her hanging out with dudes. Like, is that so crazy? Like, I, you don't want me hanging out with my female friends. And I'm like, that is so misses the fucking point here. Yeah. Like, it's so yeah. misses the point. It is so narrow. Also, the way it comes at her in a list. The Again, the plain yeah. and simple. Like a contract. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like sign yeah. off on this. Yeah, it's very scary. It's just, it's a big old, it's that same thing. You know, I've come to a point where I, I can feel in my chest when that, that presence of that type of personality is there, and that just tightens my chest. Like, yes. I just upsets me deeply to see it. Yeah. And I think she is trying to help people. I think she's trying to say, like, look, it could happen to me, it can happen to you, you need to be, like, aware. Or if it's her own personal catharsis, great. It's okay, mm-hmm. she's loud. She's yeah. loud. Exactly. I mean, I, I think more women should do this. I love the Facebook groups where there's like, there's big Facebook groups like in many different cities in the US and maybe internationally, who knows? That's like, are you dating my boyfriend? Mm. And it's yeah. women who will like post a picture and be like, hey, I just started seeing this guy. Does anyone know him? Like it's like a Yelp review page mm. for men because it's so hard to well, trust women, them. Yes, women need to do that because men are lying all the time. <laughs> yes. Like they're always <laughs> lying. It's like really. <laughs> Really upsetting. <laughs> so, like, we do need to be looking out for each other like that because, good grief, we can't trust these people. <laughs> it's hard to trust people, period. Yeah. It and is. I think that, I think men have just always had the upper hand for so long. And now we're finally getting to a place where, like, women are gaining some of that power back. And it's just a weird, I don't know. I, I did, I forget who said this, but it did make me feel better where there's all of these, like, um, lashings out of, of misogyny, right? These big kind of spectacle pieces and moments in the last like few years. And a psychiatrist basic or a psychologist was basically like, this is um, the extinction lashes basically of like, mm. as something peters out in society, mm. there's some like last mm-hmm. few like bursts of like, yeah. no, we need this power. Like we can't have this be happening. You know, the last tug of war basically before mm-hmm. it is more naturally mandated in society as like the norm. So that made yeah. me feel a little better. Who knows how long that period lasts, but <laughs> here yeah, we are. I know. It feel, and I think the other key tone to note in these that makes it toxic is condescension. Yeah, these yes. are part. These are meant to be your partner. This is someone who should have love, adoration, and respect for you. However, they communicate with you. So if they are coming at you with a tone of condescension, like get the fuck out, run yeah. away, like if- run away. And it goes both ways, certainly. But in these examples, we were also going to talk about Kiki Palmer and her. Um, current boyfriend because we had as that was a similar incident this week yeah yeah Darius Jackson her current boyfriend though it's kind of unclear where their relationship stands but they do have a child together they went to the Drake concert together and Kiki posted these gorgeous photos of herself and he put on his story basically a big blurb of misogyny to be honest where it says (laughs) 
We live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother of his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others and gets told how much of a hater he is. He tweeted basically after putting up a picture on his Instagram story saying like, you know, something about how she is a mother and shouldn't be dressing like this. Um, She's wearing a bodycon see-through kind of dress but with like a leotard you know nothing inappropriate but it is a little showy and she looks gorgeous he says this is my family and my representation i have standards and morals to what i believe i rest my case but did you have standards and morals when you wanted to wear that shit before you fucked her and had a kid with her exactly like what what makes someone become a mother and they can't fucking dress like they did nine months prior Exactly. I just, the, the shit that you liked, that you were into. Yeah. If that's your biggest worry, like, get a life. <laughs> I'm just get like, if, if that's true, like, let's just, like, if that's if that's logical in this man's brain, like, woman is woman, and then woman becomes mother, and therefore is modest and, Put on you your know, moo-moo. like, and yeah. Then, and but then, then when she's not sexy enough for you to fuck, you go fuck someone else, and you complain that's because she wasn't hot anymore. Mm. Yeah, and he's like, we live in an age where I get called a hater for doing this, and I'm like, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I agree. You are a hater. But if we follow the logic of, like, okay, woman becomes mother and becomes modest, then what happens when, f- like, man becomes father? What does that mean yeah, for him? Yeah, true. How does true. that change mm. his public appearance and his public behavior? Yeah. Like, you know, what is that? Like, in what world are you yeah. living in where people are absolutely transformed and need to be acting different just because they have a child? I mean, of course, they need right. to be treating their children right and respectfully and healthfully. But other than that, what changes? Mm-mm. Nothing. Psycho. And I think it's because men sometimes start dull and then they stay dull. So there's less of an evolution (laughs) to be had. True. But also, yeah, just like they don't have the same pressures of of the public to put on their appearance. So I know. Again, there's not like a big transition to be had. Yeah. Right. There's no portrait of a whore with a man. There's no purity versus whore. No. Like there doesn't exist. They no just are. short shorts for you. No. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I also think exactly. it's funny. Someone pointed this out on TikTok, I think, where it was like, this isn't even about like Kiki and what she was wearing. It was about like Drake giving her attention at the concert because he like serenaded oh. her and there was a moment like on stage and it was like, you. it's clearly like a threatening moment for a man to mm-hmm. like see because at one point like men seek the validation of other men, especially when it comes to mm-hmm. women, right? But mm-hmm. in those cases where like, the other man is like huge huge amounts of power huge amounts of fame and wealth it becomes like a real threat and a real risk i think internally and so i don't know this insecure man is the most hater of all haters and i kind of hate him what is going on and you know what reptile brains are out here no more yeah i don't want to hear the word boundaries coming out of a man's mouth for at least a year (laughs) until you can prove you know what it means yeah i I need you to use it in a sentence (laughs) and then we can proceed but cool it Okay. And it, yeah, and just the irony again of it coming from a man who made an entire documentary about his therapist is just so scary because like all women are saying like men need to be like I wish men would be in therapy and now you're like oh no they can weaponize that too shit yeah, absolutely 
It's scary. Men will make a whole documentary about being in therapy and not be really truly learning in therapy. <laughs> they sure will. It's so they sure wild. will do oh that. Goodness gracious. <laughs> shake off a bit of this ick with some warm and fuzzy MTV nostalgia. Let's go back. Let's yeah, go it wasn't me talk- back. It wasn't toxic at all. Never toxic. Couldn't <laughs> be toxic. Misogyny? They don't even was know her. They don't know her. Um, okay, we're let's go back. Okay, so we're we've compiled kind of a list of some of the the, the favorite shows of ours from about 2000 to 2010, the first decade of the 2000s on MTV on MTV specifically correct because it gave up they gave us an abundance they gave us reality TV and they were just spitting it out it's I think almost it's all they did I think right pretty much yeah yeah I mean yeah they didn't have scripted at that time though they got into it um at the end of that I recall Mm -hmm. but you know before that they were music music right music videos music Music television famously TRL And some of the shows we probably won't cover, like the ones we've really talked about in abundance, like Jersey Shore and things like that, because we've we've talked about them in great detail. But to to kick it off, can we We go go further back? Yeah, further back. To to kick it off, I wanted I wanted to ask each of you kind of which which of these kind of means the most to you from this list. So means the most is a tough one. I'll say that, but I will say the ones that feel like the most like visceral like when I think about like which ones like transport me to the basement of my parents house where I'm like <sighs> wet from the pool sitting in like my gross bathing suit like oh glued God. to the tv on my summer mm. my summer holidays right <laughs> mm-hmm. that is where I'm watching all of the creepy little dating shows that MTV put out which is yes. Room Raiders next uh, <laughs> date my mom and parent parental control was a favorite of mine i will say i've it probably seen goodie. all the episodes <laughs> and those really hit home for me and home i don't know where that is and i don't want to know <laughs> oh absolutely i mean i'm right there with you i think i talked about this our very first episode next um the way it deeply ingrained uh in my uh, body, the the <laughs> visceral fear I have lived in my whole life, <laughs> wondering how I would be received on the next bus. It's disturbing <laughs> when I really think about it. It's disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I truly like as an awkward middle schooler, mm. I was like, I would be nexted right off the bus and and, but I was also 12. I wouldn't be on the show. You know what I mean? So it's yes. like, what was that fear? Why did it feel so real? Why did it feel yeah. like it was going to happen? Like okay. immediate rejection is like the worst fear of a teenager, right? Like that yes. immediate in the face being like, no, next. But watching yeah. the shows, you're like, oh, these people are crazy. Like, like oh. I can't believe they found these people. And they say the most <laughs> out-of-pocket shit. And... They're always, my favorite part about Next is the narration that always rhymes. They're like, <laughs> Becky thinks that she's hot, but will she be forgot? 
let's see on the next bus. <laughs> like, that's like truly, they, every yes. single time they introduce someone, they have to have a little Dr. Seuss rhyme time. Yes. I also love the facts, the little facts about oh, each person were so facts. goofy. I remember one was legitimately, this has always stuck in my brain, has pe- like peed my pants twice. It was like, <laughs> and it's just like, what? But it's when so you think. so crazy. I read, there was an article the other day, it was like, Swiping America is the first TV show like based on a dating app and I'm like no honey okay <laughs> next predicted dating yeah, apps you so get true. the weirdest fun fact prompts that tell you nothing about mm-hmm. a person and then you just look at them and you either go next or you get a dollar for every minute you spend on the date but they that don't even, yeah is yeah. tinder <laughs> exactly they don't even like go over the facts. My, I I I had to watch a few episodes today because it is streaming on Paramount Plus, and I'll tell you that. Oh, um, and yeah. I did, and it was kind of scary. But the log line, this is again like wicked early two thousand, so like they didn't even know what log lines really were yet. But like the log line for next is people get the opportunity to quit dates and start new ones. And I said, oh, honey, if that was all the show was. An intern wrote that, I think. No offense to interns. But now looking back, I'm like, it's so heavily produced. But obviously, Mm -hmm. as a child watching, you're like perplexed. Yeah. But it's, it's just the wildest. So MTV really did usher in... Like, the, they were surreal. These were, like, mm. hyper-reality. Yes. I don't even yeah. know what to call it. It was, like, Legoland of reality. Like, yeah. it, not, it yeah. just wasn't totally real. Same thing with parental control and disaster date. <gasps> disaster oh, date. Yeah. I love disaster oh, date. I always wanted to be one of the dates. Basically, like, an unsuspecting person would go on a date with an actor who would just act horrible. Crazy. And they would be timing the innocent person to see how long they could put up with it. Yeah. It was wild, it's and so I loved crazy. it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, like, to me, well, speaking of Emmy nominations, and when we talk about, like, incredible casting, like, what a shame that these early 2000s MTV shows didn't get so many awards for casting, because that's, mm. I go, parental control, whose parents are signing up for this show? Like, first no. of all, they have to actively, openly hate their their child's partner yeah. so much so that they would agree to be on this MTV show where they then pick dates for their child and watch them go on it. Meanwhile, like it's like their daughter like sticking a hand up someone's shirt and they're like, yeah. see this Daryl? That, that would yeah. never be you. You're Sorry. like, who are these people? It is sick. It is sick. It and is- you always had a weird dynamic of like kind of fun banter between the parents and the hated boyfriend while they watch the dates. So yeah. Like kind of fun. Oh my gosh, yeah. It would be like, the mom would be like, at least Stephen can drive. And then <laughs> Daryl's there like, well, at least I'm not a bitch like you, mom. Like, it was right. so aggressive. And I'm like, you can't unring that bell. What happens when the cameras go away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I was like, like, these can't be real. But they did it for so many seasons. They did it for like six seasons, right? Or four? Yeah, I don't know. it was pretty uh, long. Incredible show. I mean, horrifying, <laughs> but good. Horrifying. Yeah. I would love to hear from someone. If any of you know someone who was on 
Like, oh, yeah. where, are, where they are, are they now? now? <laughs> yeah. On a parental control or on a next where you get no notoriety. These people go no. back to living their lives. No. I would like, take Room Raiders, too. If, if someone was on Room Raiders. Know. Yeah. Yeah, Room up. Raiders. I remember they would pull out people's underwear and, like, give their, like, dimensions. Yes. And that also, like, scarring. Horrified. Oh, my gosh. Scarring. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the commentary would always be, like, it would... I don't know the measurements. I'm bad at math, but it would just be like huge butt, tiny waist, giant yeah. boobs. I love yeah. her, and I was like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. So stressed. Yeah. I was also like, what would happen if a black light was taken to my bed sheets? Like, I sweat a lot. Like, what is that? What? Mean? Yeah. What's showing up on the black? What is yeah. the kind of bodily fluids that are showing up? That on was the a black? crazy mm. show. I can't imagine being in the pitch room for that. What if? A potential single got to go in CSI style to someone's room and pick up clues on whether or not they want to date this person without ever seeing them. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And that makes me think of two shows that feel kind of weirdly connected in my mind. Made and True Life. Yes. (gasps) Yes. True life. True wow. life. Let that True sit with you for a second. Life. Went on for like 21 seasons or something crazy. Or was it made that was on for 21 seasons? Oh my God. Well, I, True I Life believe was either. like my first Facebook status. Made you know, everyone 13. was like, True life. I, li- I love going to the mall. Yeah, Remember when that yeah, was like yeah. your first tweet? Like, that was, like, the first meme was, like, we were saying what our true life title would be. Anyway, I just transported oh back to that gosh. age of the internet. Yeah, 21 seasons of true life, 13 seasons Whoa. of made. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what years were was true life? 98 it began. <gasps> wow, so that was, like, whoa, whoa, the whoa, whoa, OG whoa. OG. Predated, yeah. I'll made, say this. Made started 2003. That's a docu-series. Okay. That's a, do- that's a docu-series. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's a They're doc- doing series. documentary. I try to. That was like OG hoarders. Like yes. that's where you got those stories. That's that was like, uh, you know, true life. I am obsessed with feet. Like it was. I mean, right. it got. It was crazy. Well, I remember specifically one was like true life. I I'm living a second life online, and it was people who yeah. like lived in that second life like computer game. It was a good. Oh yeah, it was a good. It was a great breeding ground for spinoff series of things. Like I'm a cheerleader. I'm a beauty queen. Like yes. looking into worlds as in one episode. I'm private wrestler. What does that mean? What does that? I don't like porn. Private, private wrestler. Like, like someone hires me to come to your home and wrestle with you. Like yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm so here's sorry. one that might have might have been a, another spinoff. I got Baby Mama Drama. That episode oh. aired in 2003, and Teen Mom came out in 2009. Wow, there okay. you go. I think also, like, truly eating and... disorder. Yeek. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they mean, did listen. tackle some big ones. They were really going for it, they were going mm-hmm. all the way. I think with Made 2, I don't know if. If you guys had this experience, but with Maid and like my super sweet 16, there was always like a several degrees of separation. Like I always feel like it was like my cousin mm-hmm. was yes, a maid yes. coach. Yes. I, yeah. really, I think one of my distant cousins was a maid coach. Wow. I like I met her at a family that. reunion one time. Really? Is this no. just me? Well, I know some Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe actually maybe. Atlanta might make sense casting wise. Like they could have just been more frequently in that area 
It might be like a metropolitan city thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could be. Yeah, you could be. you both grew up in like proper like towns, like suburbs yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely knew like a friend of a friend was on. Like there was definitely connections like that. I couldn't tell you a single thing about them, but I know people were always <laughs> reaching for like, or they knew someone who was on my super sweet sixteen or something. There was always like. Oh yeah, my cousin actually got to go to one of those, or my cousin's yes. friend, real story, was on Road Rules. That's crazy, you know. Like oh, that, that was the yeah. time, you know, where I don't know. Mm. It was just a bizarre. They had to reach far and wide. I'm telling you, the casting departments of these shows <laughs> deserve all the accolades. Before like, there was like a system for this, right? I can't mm-hmm. even imagine what that Craigslist like. post probably <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think they were showing up at schools. It was like before you missed. It was. It was. Because, oh my gosh, this just came back to me so, (laughs) oh, viscerally. Um, My cousin auditioned for it because they came to her school to Hudson and they they basically like had people audition for what they wanted to be made for and someone else got chosen. I forget. I have to text her and figure out what she auditioned with. But Yeah. yeah, that was like a real recruiting factor. They would go, someone in the school is gonna get made whoever's the most interesting go (laughs) i believe it i believe it because that was the time when it was like i just want to be on tv yeah yeah well yeah because it was like a and and also there was no repercussions for it there wasn't social there wasn't like nobody's gonna be in your business you just got to be on tv one night and your friends could watch it like it was so so simple so sweet um i remember i wanted to get made into a surfer tying into our Our earlier, uh, <laughs> earlier cameras up uh, about Jonah Hill's girlfriend. I wanted to be made into a surfer, but I never wanted to actually learn how to surf. I was like, it's got to be a boot camp style, or I'll never do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so smart! You're just you're tricking MTV into paying to teach you how to surf. Yeah, because like I'm not gonna do it on my own. It's too scary. But if you have someone screaming at me to do it in a camera, I'm cameras. Do it. <laughs> Wait, what I'd would you know. if you could get made right now? What would you get made into? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, gosh. The, the problem is I would be only thinking about it through the lens of what would be entertaining to watch, not what I actually want to get made into. No, but it has to be what you want to get made into. I, I remember one time they made a boy band. I would do, uh, like, something weird like sick. horseback riding. Like, I've never been horseback riding. And, like, oh. make me into... Oh, An okay. equestrian? An equestrian? <laughs> you hate it. But I feel like if they're going to pay for it and stuff, too, you know? Maybe something like... you're going to pay for it. No. <laughs> I know. I'm saying if they're going to pay for it. Oh. Equestrianism oh. is very expensive. It would either be that or, like, oh, my gosh, I have always... One of my dreams is to be one of those dog people who, who lead the dogs through the the course oh, yeah. for dogs. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> now that is a good answer. Thank you. Yes, oh, you'll oh, be made. Oh. oh, okay. Sorry, it just came to me. Tattoo artist. Easy. Nice. There we go. That's yeah. super really good. fun. Yeah. That's really good. Julia? I think I think I would do drummer. I want to be made into a drummer. Okay, Travis Barker. I want well, to wait. Show S- speaking of, I've been dying to talk about my two favorite shows of this era, which are different from the ones we've discussed, which yeah. is Meet the Barkers um, and the Osbournes. Oh yeah, I've had I had kind of an existential crisis, which I know I say multiple times. I've said this frequently on this podcast, but this is how I'm experiencing things, people. Um, I in one watching punked Jackass the Osbournes mm. and meet the Barkers. I realized that like my entire personality was built on this, these television series. <laughs> what? My type, my type of man 
was absolutely foundationally built in this era of television. Johnny Knoxville, oh. Travis Barker, the, like Ashton Kutcher. These were the loves of my life. Like Ashton Kutcher, poster on my door. Travis Barker has remained like the North Star for me. And I wanted to be Kelly Osbourne more than anything. And y'all, have I not <laughs> moved in a very Kelly Osbourne direction as a grown adult now? Like looking it's back, it's really left an imprint. Yeah, don't let your dreams be dreams, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Inspiring. That's kind of amazing. I love to kind of unlock. I think we've just unlocked Tina. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, okay, what did you love most about, like, the family shows? Like, the Osbournes and the Barkers? Barkers is only one season, right? Two. Two? Um, What I love, well, what I loved about the... The Osbournes, I was obsessed with Kelly. So when Kelly, like, mm-hmm. in her celebrity, this was, like, my teen Vogue every week era. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. looking at the celebrities in whatever ways I could. And I, what I loved was I had such dreams of being in L.A. and living in L.A. and all of that that I got felt like I got to, like, live it with celebrities. And so mm. when I first came to L.A. for a summer, my mom's friend took me. I went, I, may, I built a list of where Kelly Osbourne went. And, like, only went to Fred yes. Siegel, Jamba Juice, like, wherever she was photographed, that's the only places I went. Like, my wow. whole trip, first trip to L.A. was built around, like, Kelly Osbourne's existence. That's I wanted so her hair precious. products. I, like, was, I was her for Halloween. Like, I was obsessed. And so I think feeling like I had a taste of what it was like to live in Hollywood. And then Travis, I just fell in love with because of how soft he was while looking so hard on the outside. I did love that show for that reason. Oh, so good. It was so special. But that's why, like, when he was on the Kardashians, I'm like, this is old hat for him. Like, he (laughs) fucking knows. He's been there, done that. Yeah. Um, So, So yeah, those shows were really pivotal. How do you feel about Kelly today? Um, she just is uninteresting to me now. Um, I don't know as much. I mean, I think she's still beautiful. I love the lavender hair. Like, Mm -hmm. but she's just kind of fallen into sort of like being uninteresting to me, I think. Mm, Okay, Mm. got it. I just didn't know if there was a reason why you like fell for her. I'll say it so hard. Like why you were such a big fan. She was at the time just like so funky and edgy. Yeah. And I specifically remember this is wow. Okay, sorry. I'm having a moment. Okay. There was remember the Paul Frank monkey face oh, yeah. shirt? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Do I ever? Yeah. She yeah. would walk she wore a yellow one, I believe, in an episode. Kind of like it was a little short, like crop ish, but not quite like she just bought a size too small, kind of. And she at the time was not like a stick figure. Mm-hmm. And she walked around with like her little belly out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was I love like that. very distinct to me. I remember I changed Very the way subversive. I walked. Yes, mm. everything about her was so edgy, funky, like cool, mm-hmm. and they're all British and shouting and cursing at each other. It was like such an. I have actually the board game. They they made a, the Osbournes like the game of life. I have it in my closet <laughs> oh my in New God. Jersey. I will. I'm gonna pull it out. I made sure I didn't get rid of it because I saw it in the closet and I was like, holy fuck, I love this. <laughs> um, it was, a, but she really did change like a lot of the way I saw who I could be as a young woman. 
I love that. Mm, that's, that's so interesting beautiful. that you bring that up too, because I was I was watching I was also watching episodes of like my super sweet sixteen, mm-hmm. and yeah. in this era of fashion was I mean as we've all lived Whoa, through it absolutely yeah. haunting yeah. and truly um, the part of the body that was shown off the most and it's not like it is today where Gen Z is kind of taking the trends and making it their own. It is the part the lower abdomen below <laughs> your belly button and mm-hmm. above your pubic bone. Yeah. <laughs> It is, and now crop tops are like reasonably like, you know, your yeah. midriff and your belly button. But before, yeah. people weren't showing belly button. I want this to be clear. It was a yeah. very strange You're time right. where that strip where you'd see your hip bones poking mm-hmm. out. But yes. Nothing oh else. And, the, and it was right. like the lowest riding. I was like, this the is way we the saw craziest that, part like of Misha the body Barton to highlight. Is all, I can only envision Misha Barton's hip bones. Yes. Low rise jeans, flared at the bottom. Right. And the shirt just fell perfectly, but cut off right below the belly right button. Right below wow, the belly so button. Right. It's like wow. so psychotic looking back you go what about that part like obviously I get it you're like oh it's almost the vagina or whatever you want to think about it it's very sexual but still you're like that is like the womb that's like the part that like literally budges out of every woman that is the part that like is naturally bigger right but I think that's the thing I think it was the hip bones I do think it's Mm, the hip bones yeah because it is also not on everyone but like but like skeleton wise yeah the widest part of your structure yeah, right so it is it is very it's very strange it, it is also just like yeah that's the place where like to cut to cut off your flesh right there it's so i hated it so i really I'm telling did. you it is so cursed it actually made me like really transport back into like being a young teen girl watching these shows especially watching like you know super sweet 16 where it's just these entitled bratty like kind of but these like very popular girls who were like shopping at louis vuitton or whatever with their daddy's credit card and and wearing these things and and then making fun of the girls in their high school who weren't right because they were always yeah. kind of a little mean um some mean. of them you know they were bullies but yeah, yeah it, it was like you know that era of tv also shaped my body image issues oh. with a fine tooth comb I'll you that. <laughs> they, were, they whittled them down yeah, like a little s- <laughs> little sculpture yes the woodworking of my body yeah. image issues it i can think mtv and like kelly was in that era of those girls so to yeah have her kind of have the same area of her body showing but it didn't look like theirs did was like oh is that an option right like it was i'm looking at pictures of her and- now there's not a single picture i have not seen <laughs> This is what makes me mad. Uh, and people can have different opinions. Sure. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> the, the revival of the low-rise trend. Mm. Here's the thing about that. Your waist, number one, your waist is up. Is You can't see this. It's a podcast. But your waist is up here. Okay? My hands are a little bit above my belly button. That's your waist. So, like, the that's where, you know, pants can sit or you know bottoms yes. can sit okay because that's your waist so this low-waisted trend it is very driven by using your bones as an accessory yeah so people saying oh it's coming back like we how fun i'm like it's not fun there are many of us saying it's not fun because it came from a time where it was literally like use your flattened flesh and bone as an accessory and that was yeah. a time when 
the most unhealthy body image was so perpetuated and it was like if you're naturally that little hanger great if you're not get there quickly so it's just like the when it came back i'm like no i'm i'm mad (laughs) i'm not gonna be cool about it okay it's not flattering for the majority of women like the majority of women's bodies like don't need to be showcased not that it's like don't need to be i'm not like yeah you can show anything you want it's a joke weird part of the body yeah don't be jonah hill about it delaney no i don't mean it like that i'm just saying it doesn't make sense logically i've never when you eat does your stomach not expand am i some sort of freak (laughs) (laughs) like what is going on so the fact that we're like no let's put that out again let's put it out right above right where we collect all our pee (laughs) (laughs) right where my bladder gets full let's show it also the amount of like butt crack that was always about to slip at any moment because it was truly just above your little crack that your butt was touching your crack and there were even moments on next that i was watching today where this girly was was you know sophie shorts was a big during that time so she was rolling them up where they were basically looked like a pair of underwear and i was like i can see the shadow of her crack and that was like the look and you know what i mean and that was like cool what if you have to run what if you have to run from something and then your crack is out the other part of the look that we're not talking about as we get lower on the body is the flare jean with the flat shoe oh see and and i don't that's that's fine for me it's so ugly it's so fucking ugly and they they also tried to bring back ballet flats and i don't that's an ugly shoe no it is fight me about it no i don't want it I yeah, won't do it. Thank I won't you. Do it. you won't catch a fight here. That shoe's ugly. I agree. No arch we, support and we ugly. Also, would be remiss if we didn't discuss the impact of the Simpson sisters on this era of television. Oh, oh well, talk about body image with Jessica talk about Simpson. body image. Oh we gosh. got we had newlyweds with Nick and Jessica and the Ashley Simpson show just yes. a year later after newlyweds aired. So the Simpson sisters had MTV in a death grip. And also me in a death grip yeah. during this time. And I mean, newly, there's so much to talk about with newlyweds. Holy shit, is there a lot to talk Chicken about? Chicken of there. the sea. Ooh, I mean, truly de- like era defining stuff um, mm-hmm. happened on that show. But yet, of course, Chicken of the Sea being the biggest one. But when you watch it back, I didn't realize now watching it as an adult, any clips, I'm like, oh yeah, they hated each other. <laughs> For sure. I. I th- like, he did not like her. No. Write about him being bad in her book. I think yes. So. Yeah. I've heard her book is very good. Well, you the watch way. the show back and you go, oh my God, the way that he talks to her, like yeah. she's an idiot. Idiot. Oh, it's painful. I'm sorry, but Jessica Shoe Empire Simpson is obviously not an idiot. <laughs> and I did not like the way that she had to be the butt of all the dumb blonde jokes. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and people, yeah, we were, I saw a meme the other day that was like, we're, our generation's so fucked up because this is what we were told was the the most ugly and biggest you could ever look. And it was just Jessica Simpson looking It's the picture totally of the double human. belt. She's yeah, performing the double outside belt, with the double belt. She was belt. like a and size eight. Yeah. Yep. And I they were like, honestly, what a whale. 
Like, in what world? She went from, like, a zero to an eight, and everyone was yeah. like, fat Jessica coming out to yeah. play. It was so sick. It was and literally demented. like, oh, gobble, gobble, gobble. She's going to eat you up. Like, it, that was the energy. Was. Of like, fucking... a monster haunting the stage. It was so... And that's, again, during that time where I was like, oh, my God, I'm a monster haunting every oh, place I go. That is the thing. <laughs> like, I... That's what tricked me into thinking I wasn't like a, fi- a thin person. I'm a size six to eight usually, the same size as Jessica. And right. so growing up and seeing that picture, that picture haunted me because they were yeah. yes. like literally on the cover at the grocery store, on the cover of tabloids. I was like, oh no, I really did. That's That was something where I was like, something's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Sorry, I'm still laughing at golf. Gobble, no, gobble. Like he was though. I know. It That's was... literally like what a Perez Hilton headline would have said on a picture of yeah, her. Like drawn well, onto it. Yeah. Or yes. Perez. Perez is fighting for his life, paying for his crimes now, living in this era. I mean, like, just go back to the cave where you crawled out of Perez. Yeah, like please. just stop. stop being on Snapchat. Get off Snapchat. Yeah. Don't care. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh but my yeah. Gosh. A moment for Ashley Simpson's hair. I do. A want moment to... for oh, Ashley Simpson's hair. Yeah. Oh, she was another style icon for me. That was like, I wish mm-hmm. I could pull off these very long white tank tops, low, low rise cargo, black cargo pants, and like a four pronged belt. She like cool <laughs> style. She was cool. She was like that alt punk girl where like you so know her pop punk yeah, was right. coming, and that's and that's the Kelly Osbourne effect too, where it was that subversive like you were either mm-hmm. like the clean cut Jessica Simpson girl, or you had this like alt you know emo yeah. kind of style Your golden retriever jessica or black cat ashley yes <laughs> yep so yep. true oh i love what a I great don't know. time <laughs> yeah it's a funny we the simpsons it's because you know they neither could really sing right but that's okay the music was yeah. good still oh my gosh in an era pieces still of me oh yeah one of the best albums of the decade i'm sorry so it's a no skip album for me <laughs> <laughs> and i'll say that on the record <laughs> loved that bitch man i really <laughs> loved her so loved good her um okay so then mtv now i talked about this a lot in our first episode but there were all these shows that like nobody watched i think <laughs> but i did <laughs> okay yeah um one was called the paper and the it was paper. about yeah. Oh, like the the high school paper. It was about high school paper. Mm-hmm. I ate that up with a fork, knife, and spoon. <laughs> it was. So, <laughs> it was just about nerds running a paper, and I I'd loved watch it. That. It's like Gilmore Girls. It's like that, you know, yes. that whole newspaper plot line, but unscripted yeah. and psychotic. It was quaint. It was could have done a yearbook, like, a yearbook committee spinoff. Uh, yes. And then uh, The Buried Life, which we've talked about, uh, because, which we all watched that, but I've met a lot of people who didn't somehow. Mm-hmm. And I'd love um, to know where they are now, and if they are Oh, single. I follow them all, and <laughs> most of them are married, which is, ruins my pl- life plan, <laughs> to live on the bus with them. <laughs> there are four hot, hot Canadians, and I miss them. <laughs> Every day. Mm-hmm. And then also World of Jenks. I'll bring that oh, one up again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I wow. would like to actually know. I'm sure he's still working, but that was such an interesting show. Wait, me. I'm getting that confused with Life of Ryan. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> How have we not 
not talked have we talked about that i don't know i don't think oh so. my gosh Wait, oh so my <laughs> gosh forget <laughs> about jinx okay well okay qu- he matters less now. Just kidding. I love you, Jenks. But it was this. It was this teen protege. He he like made a documentary about an old folks home, like a retirement home. Oh. Andrew Jenks was his name, okay. and it like did some festivals. So he then from that sold a show to MTV called World of Jenks, where each episode he like embedded himself into someone else's kind of world and I could be wrong because I haven't watched it since I was like young but I remember him being just like a very compassionate sensitive guy who really was just telling the story of this person and but obviously no one watched that just interesting yeah Yeah. I was like it's I was at first I was like oh is it like a Nathan Fielder kind of bit but it sounds way more earnest than that it was very earnest. Like, hmm. I'll, I'll really have to go back and watch because what if it's awful? And I'm over <laughs> here being like, this sweet boy. But, like, I remember being really moved by it. So oh. I'll put a pin in World of Janks and I'll maybe do... I'll see if any episodes exist anywhere for me to watch. But, <laughs> okay, now we have to talk about Life of Ryan. <laughs> I have an autographed poster of Ryan Sheckler. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Still. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I mean, God. my childhood home, not my adult apartment, but like, okay. So, Life of Ryan <laughs> <laughs> was a show about professional skateboarder Ryan Sheckler. The thing was, he wasn't just a professional skateboarder, he was a very hot teenage boy as mm-hmm. well. He was very like Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber was a thing. He had the like blue yeah. eyes, tan skin, mm-hmm. like sweepy hair kind of vibe. The that like Cali skater vibe. Yes, very Southern California, and he, like, had a, he brought a very pop star appeal to the X Games circuit, (laughs) is what was happening. So basically, this show followed him and his family, and it was his mom and his two brothers, and I do, he has now, like, spoken about it in a way that he's like, I don't regret doing it, but it really messed me up and messed my family up. Oh, no. It's really sad, and actually his little brother, who was little, little guy on the show, had a stalker, like a (gasps) violent stalker. Yeah, and I feel feel okay talking about it, because Ryan has talked about it publicly, like, in the past two years, but, like, how scary. This kid was on the show, he was, like, 10. Oh, my gosh, yeah. People are not well. Also, yeah. like, Ryan was, like, what was he, 16? But he truly 16? looked, like, 12. Yeah, He yeah. also looked so young. He was, like, a little baby. Remember he had the whole plot line with his girlfriend? And, I like, know. you were, like, do they even like each other? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> really, they were just awkward teens. But I think he yeah. has come out and said he kind of was feeling pressured to, like, you know, enact these plot lines. And it yeah. was, like, not his real life. But he was trying, like, so I think he kind of developmentally struggled from doing that show also he's a professional athlete as a teenager like that's crazy too just so much pressure on this little guy so he's got 2.1 million followers on instagram oh yeah he's a big deal because he's a professional he's a big skateboarder yeah okay i went through a big x games i was gonna say an important thing to know about julia boyd is is that she has a deep deep love for number one sean white and that yeah. maybe could be your equivalent to Travis Barker and how that shaped your yeah. taste. In and then unfortunately, yeah, something they canceled Sean White, but nobody paid enough attention. So he's still allowed to be, you know, beat. Still making cameos and stuff. 
Right. Well, he's dating Nina Dobrev. <gasps> right. right. No, he's like thriving. But yeah, he did, there there was like a big scandal. His bandmate. Anyways, this is not about that. But yeah, I really, <laughs> as a teenager, like Sean White was my number one crush. But I got deep. Like you should see people on my wall. Like I made collages. Yeah. Of these yeah. like BMX riders. The X Games were a big deal when we were young. Like I remember. Yeah. No yeah. Like I remember my. I also was X Games dirt biking too. Travis mm-hmm. Pastrana. These yeah. Travis are Pastrana. In my brain. Motocross. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's Travis mm-hmm. Pastrana. I mean Tony Hawk. I think we can yeah. thank exactly. Tony Hawk for almost all of this. Really. Yeah. yeah. I oh, love video game. Playing video it. game. I was so good. Tony wow. Hawk too. Mm, that was boom boom Hawk jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's Boo Boo Hawk Jam. Sorry? Excuse you? Excuse you? Why am I the only one who knows about Boom Boom Hawk Jam? Boom Hawk Jam? Tony Hawk's Boom Boom Hawk Jam. Huck? With a like a Huckleberry Huck, Finn? Huckleberry Finn Jam. Boom Boom Hawk as in Huckleberry. Uh-huh. Jam. So was it a jam? jam? It what? was Boom... It, I can't believe, I thought this is something we all knew about. <laughs> I am so in the dark, and I am upset at myself. Tony Hawk's <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Hawk Jam, the only action sports tour of its kind, began in 2002 in Las Vegas and then hit the road for the next three summers. Oh, like a jam! I was picturing like a like a jam. You thought he made a jam? Da- you thought he made a jam? I thought it was like you said like jam, and so I said, "Oh my god!" She's she like it was a hucker- little, little jelly. She thought it was Huckleberry Jam. No, no. Oh my god! Because we were talking about like products, you know. He was did the, he did the video game, and oh Wait, my god! Do you remember Tech skateboards? The yeah. Little mini skateboards you could flip with your fingers. Yeah, Absolutely. you got them from like McDonald's and your Happy yeah. Meal or whatever. Yeah, skateboard culture was everywhere, and it, it still was. it lives in my heart still. Yeah. That's what I just all these people that came up. I used to follow them. Bucky Lasik, <gasps> Bucky. Dave Mira. Carrie Hart, like all Carrie of Bob Burnquist. That's Carrie Hart is Pink, right? Pink's husband. Oh, indeed oh. he is. Good for him. He's a professional motocross guy. What did they appear on other shows or like what were the like how did we have access to these people just besides the X Games? I feel like I like why do I feel like I knew them? You know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You could Very watch strange. like Yeah. You could watch on ESPN, like Right. These and my brother extreme. did, and so I was forced to. Yeah. Yeah, my brother too. My brother dirt biked, so I got Same. a lot of that crossover. But also, I noticed watching some Super Sweet Sixteen, there was a shot of people's feet, and I was like, "Oh my god, etnies! Like etnies. skater, oh, skater my shoes." God. My pair of etnies were my pride and joy. Yes. So it was my hurly girly pink hoodie. I wish I had it today still. Oh like I pack sun, hot topic. Like oh. this is who I converse. Was I wanted yes. to be. Yeah. I wanted to be this so bad, and oh. I was none of it. I was right. a poser. Same. I, yeah. I, like, but at least you, I think, had the style down, because I was also trying. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, I can't. I, I grew into it. I did okay. not then. I did not See? then. Well, I, it was the Roxy. It was the Hurley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used oh, to yeah. wear, like, surf apparel to yes. school. Yes. <laughs> well, why did I had, why I, wore, I wore, I wore, like, literal board shorts. <laughs> like, I had a pair of board shorts I wore to school. No. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
they were. I didn't ever put them in the water. <laughs> oh my! Oh my gosh! This oh my gosh! Era. Billabong. 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 That was. The I brand still get for sucked me. into a surf shop. I still get sucked oh, into a yeah. surf shop every year down the shore. I can't be trusted in a surf shack. That's what <laughs> it would be. A beach vacation, and I'd be just like a moth to a flame at into the, the surf shop the at the Ron John, John surf shop. shop. <laughs> yep, exactly. You were Going wearing a Billabong T-shirt. You were wearing yep. bright yellow or orange like sunglasses. You know those yeah. plastic uh-huh. cheapo mm-hmm. frames. Everyone the had like a million. Yeah. Exactly. You would have a million pairs of them in every color. Like, oh my uh, oh my gosh, that was also when they came out with those like shaded ones. Sh- shutter shades. The shutter, shutter, shades. shutter shades. Like Kanye. In what that was world? a Kanye thing. Oh yeah, yeah. so Kanye. true. Mm-hmm. That was when you'd wear like the party tank with yeah. shutter shades. You know the two one with tanks. the big block letters. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, thinking that's of like my layering. Panama City Beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But truly, I used to every summer. Now, this is sort of a different episode, but hey, every summer (laughs) I'd be like, let's reinvent myself. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mind you, in in elementary and middle school, I had to wear a uniform to school. So like, really, what was I doing? But I would be like, all right, get a Roxy backpack. Mm -hmm. Get some cool graphic tees. Make Mm -hmm. people think, perhaps I can skateboard. Perhaps I can Mm -hmm. surf. Mm -hmm. Never touched never touched either board no. and I'd go back to school and I'd have such an elaborate fantasy in my head of how pe- what people must be thinking about me yeah I'd be like they must be like she is a surfer action yeah, yeah. she well, is adventure I feel like I go through this phase like every four years in my adolescent where it was like middle school where I was like I'm gonna be emo and punk and like maybe a little skater but like never fully committing because I'm a child yeah. you know where you could, like, never <laughs> yeah. fully get the vibe um mm-hmm. rightfully so and then I started going to a catholic school for high school and I switched and I was like I'm a preppy girl now like little mm, did they yeah. know I came in with my you know sperries on and by the time end of high school I was like no no back back to emo punk weirdo because that doesn't feel right but then i went to to college freshman year i said back to preppy girl we gotta make a good first impression and i dyed my hair blonde i was gonna say these blonde little streaks what you all don't know is blonde delaney was very different than the delaney (laughs) we see here today (laughs) Ah, so crazy blonde delaney was partying with the cool kids in the faraway dorm I was I was the girl doing a tally on my wrist of how many shots I took that night with all of the crazy girls, you know, who oh my God. fell out of bunk beds having sex with guys. And I was like, I'm here too. <laughs> and me, I'm here. <laughs> I love Blonde Delaney. <laughs> and then I came back for the second semester and I said, black. Give me the blackest black hair you could ever give a gal. Uh, so yeah, went through a lot of. You phases. left me a video on my Facebook wall debuting your new hair. <laughs> I did. I did remember indeed. Facebook video wall videos. They are the most oh, unhinged yeah. content you can find on your Facebook. I can't believe we depth. put that out there for everyone to see. <laughs> for everyone to see. Everyone. Because you couldn't do it as a private message at the time. No. No. I also think about. I always thought, you know, I'm like, oh, the t- kids these days with TikTok and like Snapchat, and they're constantly being recorded, blah blah blah. But I'm like, I was running full on PR because I was <laughs> leaving public videos for my whole school to see, and I was controlling that message. You know what I mean? Like the oh, mental yeah. hoops. Oh, you have to my jump photo booth app uh, was full. Oh, I'll tell you yeah. that. It, that, oh, yeah, that archive goes back far, okay? 
I was doing videos. I was doing lip syncs. I was doing weird little messages. I was doing impressions. Like, who was that? And and some of them would go nowhere. And then some of them would go everywhere in a crazy, crazy public way. The photos I look back, they're on Facebook still, where it's just like, I thought this was hot, hot, hot. (laughs) Oh my god, the full albums, you mean, of one night? Of one singular night where you took 102 pictures and like six of them, like they're all like six pictures but in different you know what i mean like the variety oh, yeah. was oh, yeah. so those limited. albums are those albums are still up on my face same oh same feels like yeah. a relic that i can't get it rid is of. i can't get rid of that oh, oh i'm so on. attached also individually captioning every 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 single, single one every the dedication oh yeah tagging mm, everyone so good. even if you were in the background i said i'm t- i see you i'm tagging you i see you. yeah <laughs> get those lines. i I knew inevitably this is where this episode would go, but I am so <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I it know. is um, so funny mm-hmm. to think about it, and also so weird now as we're coming into the era of like our youth becoming like a Halloween costume. Yeah, um, it's a very weird era of life to be coming into, where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. got it. We're yeah. old now. Um, but that shit just brings me so much joy to go back there. Like the reminder of like, oh yeah, nostalgia is like a real feeling. Nostalgia is a feeling. Yes. And it feels good. (laughs) It does feel good. I just, I think about this often. There's just this sense that like so much was possible. And so we were trying on these little identities, Mm -hmm. you know, and like a lot of that was it's just funny to like go back and think about what in pop culture and what you know MTV specifically like how that was influencing where we were getting ideas from mm-hmm. and like i kind of miss that mm-hmm. i miss being so like curious yeah mm-hmm. the childlike wonder of our youth yeah i yeah, don't there was more mystery to all of it exactly i don't miss you know living in fear of being nexted but no <laughs> I and I don't miss or being the fat, sh- fat shamed, <laughs> being by aggressively every fat shamed yeah. in every grocery store. Single but way. like, yeah. But I do miss, you know, the wonderment of it yeah. all. Okay, so I have a question for the D girls. What okay. I I have a two parter. So the first parter is what show like taking yourself back into like your 12, 13, 14 year old self. Like what show were you like I have to be on that i would love to be on this show the second parter is knowing what you know now looking back what show would you think would be a fun one to have participated in that mine for that er- that time was made i really did like fantasize about being made into a surfer on Maine. now as an ad- now as an adult <laughs> i would like to be on meet the barkers and married to travis Barker. <laughs> okay fair fair <laughs> enough yeah absolutely mm-hmm I always did think Beyond Disaster Date would be fun, and I still think Beyond Disaster Date would be fun. Probably stressful, but I like pranks, kind of, so... Okay. Um, but really, The Buried Life, because, like, legitimately great show. Would have had so much fun. Could have swapped out one of the boys, could have been married to all the boys, whatever works. <laughs> um, I would have to say, I always 
I always wanted to be on like Made or My Super Sweet Sixteen if I ever mm. had the money or means. That was always like I want to throw a party and like I want to have you yes. know this storyline and have all these people want to come to my party. Um, looking back now, I'm like, thank God I wasn't on Super Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> like just looking, not that I again would ever have the means to, but still. Also, I was watching it. I just have to say this: it's hilarious that so many of these like parents clearly were like industry people they're like mm. agents they yeah. they're like getting like because the reason why you watched my super sweet 16 was to see who the musical performance was yes. by because i always oh, yeah. had yes. a crazy guest and then mm-hmm. you're like how did these like you know random families get get like beyonce to even consider being on the show and then i saw this episode and they had a list from caa of artists that they represent that they were circling through Mm -hmm. and they were like beyonce said she would do it for half a million dollars (laughs) anyway crazy um but i look back now and i think honestly i think it would have been like hilarious to have been on next and to use that as my like icebreaker it's like it would be so ridiculous it's like none of it is serious it's all it's like the highest camp mtv has ever mm-hmm. done um right. and i just think it would be like a hilarious story i yeah. think that's a good one i'm with you it's funny that next would become your fun fact considering fun facts are the backbone of next, <laughs> well, next. and exactly there you go mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> peed yes. my pants twice <laughs> Well, thanks wow. for coming on this journey with us back to the past, the early aughts of MTV. And uh, we hope that you stick with us for our next episode. Keep listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.